Welcome to the Six Hats podcast, where I, Dr. Shami, a lifestyle and nutritional medicine family doctor, will talk about how women strive to find balance each day by juggling their six roles, being a woman, mother, daughter, partner, business owner, and professional. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Six Hats podcast. And I'm really, really excited to have Erica back. And Erica is a wonderful yoga therapist on the team. But today we're gonna talk about something slightly different to yoga therapy, and it's actually called trauma-centered, trauma-sensitive yoga. So welcome, Erica. Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to be here. So what an interesting conversation, Erica, because here I am thinking trauma-centered, trauma-sensitive yoga is similar to yoga therapy. And you just pointed that out, that it's not, it's different. So I am learning as we are having this conversation. So this is exciting. So Erica, let's start with what exactly is trauma-centered, trauma-sensitive yoga? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Great question. And it can be different to other types of trauma-sensitive yoga as well. So it's a very specific model, trauma-centered, trauma-sensitive yoga, or it's otherwise known for short as TCTSY. And it was established at the Trauma Center based in Boston at the Justice Resource Institute. Um, That's now being uh, changed. The the new name is actually the Center for Trauma and Embodiment, um, still within the Justice Resource. And it's an evidence-based practice, and the underpinnings really cover attachment theory, trauma theory, neuroscience and hatha yoga and there's five main principles that we integrate into the sessions so we always use invitational language and we follow that with choice making and generally we use another principle called interoception which is just another word for felt sense of being in your body and this is something that is actually adjusted as we work with different groups or if it's with an individual then we might adjust we call it dosage of the interoceptive cues, depending on how people respond to the practice. And it's also another principle is non-coercion. So it's not about um, what I want as the facilitator. It's really about each individual within the group or each um, participant. And the fifth element that we work with is actually shared authentic experience. And this can be really different to some other general yoga practices is that the teacher or the facilitator rather actually practices with the participants. So we actually break down the power dynamics that are often associated with trauma. So that's another really key part. So they're the five main principles that we integrate within the practice. And the facilitation is really carefully considered um, in meeting those five points as well. And you were also saying, Erica, that there's actually a lot of evidence. It's evidence-based treatment. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And you can actually, if you wanted to visit the Trauma Sensitive Yoga website, traumasensitiveyoga.com, there's actually a whole lot of research and resources listed there. So if you did want to learn more about that, then that is, yeah, listed on their website as well. Awesome. So when I think about what kind of patients would benefit from this because and even like going back to you know trauma what does that mean and could it be for anyone who's experienced trauma yeah it's a really good question as well the practice itself is specifically designed for those who are living with complex trauma so generally people who might have experienced 
multiple traumatic events throughout their life through over a long duration of time. So more than once and over a long duration of time. So it could be more childhood trauma or developmental trauma and generally with a imbalance of power as well. Kind of typical clients that we might be working with or typical participants that might attend a TCTSY session or private session. Yeah. Wow. And so what can they expect? Because I can imagine, you know, when they haven't done this before, they're feeling a bit hesitant, they're a bit nervous of what to expect, because often people go, is this another yoga group yoga class? Yeah, absolutely. It can be quite different to a general yoga class as well. So as I mentioned earlier, the facilitator will practice with participants. So, and we might be practicing in different ways as well. The emphasis is not so much on the way that you look within a particular shape. It's more about how you feel. And we really establish a sense of personal agency. So what I mean by that is as we're practicing perhaps a particular movement or shape, based on what you might be feeling in your body, you can choose how you might want to move your body in that moment. So it's really about creating connection with your body, maybe noticing some sensation. And then deciding, how do I want to move my body based on what I'm feeling right now? Do I want to stay in this shape or do I want to adjust it or change it a little bit? Or do I want to come out of it? And would you say it's better in a group or you can do this as a one-to-one session with you? Yeah, I have a lot of private clients where we practice just the two of us, but I do facilitate groups as well. And it's really up to the individual. Sometimes I've had people come to me for private sessions and then they join groups later. Sometimes it's the other way around. They might go to a group and then decide, oh, actually, I'd really prefer in more of a private setting. Yeah, I guess it just depends on what suits each person best. And uh, and there can be a lot of different things that might impact that. Sometimes people can feel uncomfortable being in a group setting and having strangers around them. And even sometimes having a little bit of anxiety about actually uh, getting to a session can be a little stressful for people, for some folks. So yeah, it's really, really up to each individual. And that's amazing because it's so true, isn't it? There's so many obstacles to overcome, you know, finding the place, getting there and doing the So The fact that you offer online Zoom sessions is phenomenal because so many people can't reach this kind of yoga because they're depending on where they live but they still can get the therapy which is so on a patient's journey or a client's journey what does that look like are we talking do they see results what kind of results do they get and how long does it take for them to see a change yeah that's a great question as well okay so a couple of things within that first of all i guess it's important to mention about trauma and some of the signs and symptoms and effects of trauma when somebody might be a bit triggered and what the impacts are on how somebody lives their life and often what i find when i'm working with people is that they might be disassociating a lot from their body And that might be a very old pattern. It's just stayed within their body. They might disassociate as though they're they're not really in their body. The other thing is that they become quite hypervigilant. So they might be really, really alert and all of their attention is on the environment around them to try and keep them safe. And the other thing I should mention is with the disassociation, it's like their body doesn't feel like a safe space to really be in. And how the TCTSY yoga practice 
works is that we just very gradually, like I mentioned earlier with the interoceptive cues, that felt sense of being in your body, just using a little bit of that and then maybe over time increasing that depending on how people respond can be really useful for people to just dub their toes just to kind of see what does it feel like to be, to really embody my arm? What does that feel like when I move like this? What does it feel like in my left arm? And then they might, you know, explore some other movements where I might not mention sensation or a body part. So they kind of go in and out of it. And with the hypervigilance, again, it just gives them a little bit of respite from that hypervigilance. They might just start to be curious about what they're feeling in their body. And then they might go back to the hypervigilance. They might go back to the disassociation, but it's just kind of giving them an opportunity just to explore what it might be like to promote connection to their body and to build trust in it again and to yeah create that embodied experience over time. And what's the research showing in this form of therapy where you're reconnecting with your body? How does that help in dealing with the trauma? Which Because it makes so much sense about hypervigilance and disconnection because it's almost a survival technique that yeah. they, in order to- Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, look, the research, there's plenty out there, but basically in summary, the research was over 10 week blocks. And what they found is that it just, it reduces the symptoms that people were presenting with from the, the beginning of the course of the 10 week sessions. At the end of it, their symptoms had reduced quite significantly. Wow. So in 10 weeks, we can actually see change. Yeah. But also the other thing is, that TCTSY isn't outcome-based. So it's not like we're trying to get a specific result. Like self-regulation might occur and there might be lots of other things that occur in as a result of the TCTSY practice, but we're not putting kind of too much weight on that because that can also create a disconnect because if somebody doesn't have that feeling or if they don't kind of meet that result, then it can almost create another spiral in the trauma pattern that's true that's true yeah yeah so that's a really key aspect as well so it's not about any particular outcome it's just really about curiosity curiosity about being in your body wow yeah. and in the short term what are clients feeling when they sort of go on this journey with you yeah, I think really one of the key things that I've noticed is building a sense of personal agency and discovering that they have choice with how they want to move their body. And that starts to seep out into other areas of their life as well. What I tend to find in, in um, is that clients come back and say, oh, I noticed this in my body and I decided to do this. And they might not have felt that in the past. They might not have felt that they could actually say, no, actually, I don't, I don't want to move my body in that way. Or, you know, I don't want to practice right now. I'm going to rest while everybody else continues their practice. And just kind of practicing making choices based on what is useful for them. Yeah. Wow. I'm learning lots, actually, because when I'm thinking about it, someone who's been through trauma may not be able to do that. Would that be right? Of... Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's another thing that is done kind of gradually within a course, or if I'm working privately with somebody will be over a duration of time is that the choice is quite minimal to start with. And then I might start to increase it over time as people start to feel more comfortable and confident with choice. Because at the beginning, often people can feel a lot of overwhelm when they make choices and they almost like they're just stunned and shocked and they don't know how to respond or how to answer. So 
Choice is a really big one. And again, it's it's gradual over time, just like interoception, the felt sense of being in their body as well. And what do you normally see in clients? Do they go on a journey for months, maybe even years with you? Just because yeah. you can't really put a timeline on when things change. I've been offering this for a while, like quite a few years now, and it's really different. Some people have come for courses and then some private sessions and then more courses and they might have a break and then they might come back and rejoin again. Some people might come for, you know, a few sessions and that's, you know, that's maybe not quite for them or it's it's not what they expected. And then other people, yeah, often I've, I have a lot of shared clients between yoga therapy and TCTSY so they might come to me for TCTSY initially and then they might you know have some specific things that they might want to focus on and so they might move over towards the yoga therapy space which is more outcome oriented yeah that's a really good point we probably need to clarify what's the difference you've mentioned one of them but yoga therapy and TCTSY what um could you explain the difference yeah absolutely so again the TCTSY practice is not outcome-based and it's specifically focused for those who have experienced complex trauma or are living with complex trauma, whereas yoga therapy is a little bit broader so people can come for all different types of reasons. It could be trauma-related, but it might be something physical that's going on in their body or mental health issues. It could even be some spiritual aspects as well and as we work together, we establish some really clear areas of focus with our work together. And then we create a yoga therapy program. So a very specific program that is unique to the individual. And that might consist of some movement or some yoga shapes or breath practices or meditation or visualization, lots of different different parts. It could be integrating some yogic philosophy. So there's lots of different kind of moving parts within the yoga therapy. And within the TCTSY, it's body-based. So we don't talk about trauma. We don't, you know, the facilitation is quite different. I don't use any Sanskrit terms or anything like that, whereas yoga therapy I might, depending on the client. Yeah, so it's just, it's quite different. Yeah, but I can sometimes, I'll sometimes integrate some of the principles of TCTSY in the yoga therapy session, depending on who I'm working with. Excellent. Excellent. That's really, it's given me a clarity, the difference between the two and how it can yeah help as many people and do you have any interesting stories to share of someone on that journey of tctsy and by the way do they need to know yoga before they do this form of therapy yeah they don't need to have any yoga experience in fact some of the practices that we do might not seem like yoga they might be a quite a different version it's some of them might be familiar shapes but some movements might not be so there's no need to have any yoga experience at all and as far as personal stories yeah I would just come back to the sense of personal agency that I often hear from folks who have attended sessions and they come back just with these little light bulb movements you know like oh for the first time in ages I actually felt I felt my body or I noticed this sensation and, you know, for so long, you know, I remember somebody saying something that they felt like they were this giant head kind of floating around and they couldn't connect with their body. Yeah. And the sessions were really helpful just to gradually build that connection again and actually to feel sensation or 
to notice that they're hungry or to notice the signals of what they might need. Wow. And that kind of makes me think about when we can use it for other conditions. For example, when someone's struggling with weight or when someone's struggling with other mental health conditions. And it's really interesting because we always go back, we always go back in time and just explore, you know, when it all happened, were were there any major stresses that happened at the same time? And so if there was trauma at that time, would TCTSY would actually be beneficial? You know, we may not feature or focus on the weight loss, but just going deeper and looking at how they address the trauma can actually have a domino effect on weight without even focusing on it. Would would that be right? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point because again, the TC2SO practice is an outcome-based, but there might be lots of things that happen from it as well. Yeah, there might be other kind of benefits, but without it being focused specifically on that outcome. And I think one of the main things is building that body-mind awareness over time and creating that connection When we think about trauma, it's really like disconnect and yoga is, we think about the, like the meaning of yoga is to yoke and like the center or coming together. So it can be a a really beautiful practice to provide balance for somebody who has experienced uh, trauma throughout their life. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Erica. That was so informative. And, you know, for any of our listeners who might be considering it, definitely I'll provide the details of how to find Erica and get in touch with her but before we let you go Erica how do you look after your stress levels yeah ah that's a great one I often will go out into nature I find that nature really really helps me and also I have a little check-in meditation that I has been such a huge part of my life where I just take a moment to notice my breathing notice what it's like and I create a connection with my body just noticing any sensations that might be present how you know whether there's a specific emotion that might be asking for attention I might want to be seen or be heard and also looking at my energy levels just noticing if they're high or low or in between and if I'm able to access that then it gives me a really great foundation to make positive choices for myself. So that's one practice that I do very, very regularly. And yeah, being in nature, connecting with, you know, friends and family that I trust and love dearly and that, you know, help to uh, fill my cup as well. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. That's so inspiring. I love that self-check-in. That's Mm. such a good checklist as well, just to run through and go, right, am I on track or... Is it anything that I can change? Because it's so true because, you know, during a stressful event, that's when we sort of lose momentum. <laughs> we actually forget all those great habits that we instilled. And, you know, sometimes sleep is the first to go or eating habits are the next to go. So it's really great to have a check-in because we become quite automated and then the stress response just takes over and then you're literally in survival mode. So we just forget all of these great strategies. So thank you, Erica. That was so awesome. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Remember that this is general advice only. Please see your healthcare professional for more information. So what's your take home message today? Remember, it's all about progress and not perfection. And are you suffering from stress? Visit Usawa Learning Hub on usawa.com.au and sign up for the six-week challenge on how to reduce stress today. 
enjoy the journey.